show for movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and I'm here with my intrepid and delightful co-hosts, Sean Dunham and Jeremy McGee. Did you hear that, Sean? We're intrepid and delightful. This is what I like to hear. Hi, boys. As always, spoiler alerts are in full effect, like this one. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. <gasps> Sorry, Haley Joel. Every week on the show, we have a specific question or theme that we discuss. And this week, we're getting in the Wayback Machine and revisiting the halcyon days of childhood and the movies we loved in our early years. So, boys, to kick it off, I want to know, uh, what is the first movie you ever watched? Do you know? Jeremy? First movie I ever watched. Like, I'm not sure, but I think I'm going to say some kind of Disney something. You know, like, I wish it was Star Wars. It was probably pretty early. But knowing my parents, it also could have been, like, mm, Predator <laughs> or something like that. There was no real filter at my place, which we'll hear about in a bit. But, uh, yeah, no. Like, like, some Disney something. Aladdin. Aladdin Fox maybe. and the Hound, maybe. I have really depressed feelings when I watch Fox and the Hound. So I think maybe I saw it first when it scarred me or something. Yeah, yeah. Fox and the Hound is definitely Hard the to movie. watch. That's so probably made too late. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. So, you know what the first movie you saw in theaters was? The, the first one that comes to mind is Stargate. Stargate. Yeah. And I remember it because my dad had to read, like they would speak an Egyptian, uh-huh. and he would have to read the stuff because I couldn't I couldn't do it. I was like, I have no idea what they're talking the about. The subtitles. So my dad would lean in and he'd be like, And that's that's how I yeah that's from what I can remember. I think that might have been. It's probably not the first, but it's the first one I remember. The first one you remember. Yes. Sean, do you know what the first movie you ever watched was or saw in theaters? Uh, I don't remember what the one that first saw in theaters, but the one I was obsessed with also was Disney, um, and it was uh, a little film called Little Mermaid, <laughs> which was the best. Um, we could probably do a whole. Um, I would say a whole show on Disney, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lot of discussion because my mom and aunt would always like buy a bunch of uh, VHS tapes, like get their v- VCRs, and like spend a weekend just like taping all these old VHSs um, and just bootlegging them, which scared <laughs> me so bad because there's so many like um, FBI warnings and um, like fines and jail times, and I was terrified for them. But anyway, so Little Mermaid, you might not know, but the plot is um, about a family of mutants like fish people <laughs> uh, that live on the earth, under the, I mean, above earth, but in the water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's more of a monarchy, I guess, because King Triton is a king. Um, and Ariel I gets involved with, like, an octopus, drag queen, uh, like, witch sort of situation. She steals her voice. She gives her legs. She's chasing a prince. Um, Ursula's trying to, like, foil her, and it's the best. This movie has everything. It does. <laughs> it's, the, it's a precursor to Shape of Water. I was about to say, is it a prequel? <laughs> it is. Um, a sequel, I guess? Yeah. Um, although in adulthood, I see the plot problems where you know that Ariel can write. You can see her writing. She doesn't use any of her skills to communicate with Eric that she is the person that saves him. Um, and she also just, like, gives up her family and her skills and her things that make her special to be with the substandard sailor. But... Um, he's a prince, thank you very much. Is he a prince? Oh, right. Of course. That's part of his name. It's literally in the name. Also, I loved that film. 
as a child. Um, and, but now, knowing what I know about the world, uh, it makes me a little bit sad. But I, I, I still have some very warm feelings about it. <laughs> I feel like we should also get Jeremy to do some quick synopses. I love this game of synopsi- synopsizing. Synopsi? Synopsizing. Uh, well, Star- we Stargate yeah. is, is about uh, a, a group of army men who find a Stargate, and uh, they get a nerd to figure out how to go through the Stargate. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they get stuck on the other side and kind of have to make it out. It's basically Gilligan's Island with Stargates. <laughs> That's like essentially... That there's the Marianne, and, uh, yeah. Is her name Marianne? No. It's, Space Marianne? And it's, it's uh, Marianne's played by Kurt Russell in Stargate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ginger bending. The Marianne log. <laughs> I, uh, I had to call in some backup vis-a-vis films uh, from my childhood because, um, as folks may or may not know, uh, well, I, I have adult ADHD. Well, I just have ADHD, but I'm an adult, <laughs> so yeah, it's called adult ADHD. say adult anything. Um, and for some folks who have it, uh, I, as I understand it, it has some weird, like, memory repercussions. And for me, that translates to just, like, a complete lack of memory from many portions of my life. So I don't really remember lots of things about being a kid. But what's interesting is... I have some very specific and vivid memories of, like, film and other media. Hmm. So movies have always been, like, a really big thing that I was passionate about. But I did have to call in reinforcements about some of my earliest movies. And uh, Mama Dawn tells me that as a child, I was absolutely obsessed with Dumbo. Which I feel like says something, like, somewhat troubling about me as a person. Because that movie is... I rewatched it last night just to see how I felt about it. Did and it hold it, up? It's a wild ride, you guys. <laughs> Disney every once in a while is like, we're going to do a crazy, trippy, like, montage. It is it so trippy. Terrifying. Like, there's, so I think you're referring to the, the dance of the elephants, <laughs> the march of the elephants, maybe, well, where when... Dumbo, who is a baby, like, yeah. is like days old, and his mouse friend, uh, accidentally get drunk on what appears <laughs> to be champagne. Oh. Um, because it's bubbly. Well, they're, fancy. <laughs> they're fancy. Some clowns spill it into a barrel and then they drink it. Don't and then clowns. proceed to hallucinate, which is, I guess, what happens when you're a baby elephant and you drink champagne. Mm. And then the actual trippiest scene in Disney history occurs where these elephant bubbles have a parade, basically. What about uh, Pinocchio? That gets dark. Oh, that does get very right? dark Like you, well. you, you, you know, you find Papa Geppetto in the whale. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like that gets, that's really grim. Pretty, pretty, like doesn't he get sold at one point? Yeah, he's sold. Yeah. Well, that's... Geppetto himself is disturbing. Yeah. Oh, my, my mom just texted. <laughs> and she said... My first movie was Ghostbusters, so thanks, Mom. Oh, wow, you're cool. There we go. Yours is way cooler than mine. Um, yeah, do you have older siblings or something? Yeah. I have one, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe that helps, because yeah. Sonia and I are oldest, and we, I feel like we're coddled. <laughs> we had to trailblaze. Yeah. Our I, own, on our own. I feel like I was coddled for much too long. <laughs> I was like, I was like the kid at, like, I'd go to a house school party, and they'd be like, we're going to play a scary movie, and I would just like... Stand up and just like <laughs> walk out. Like I'm not That's watching what cue. lies beneath. I'm gonna freak out. Oh, I, what lies beneath is a scary one though. And I uh, revere Michelle Pfeiffer, but I was not gonna watch. 
I, I can recall as a child watching Predator 2 with my dad. Like, like I can remember this exactly because it was the first time I ever had the thought of, I probably shouldn't be watching this. Like, this is probably, there's like a room of blood and um, gore, and I'm like, this probably isn't. And then I just sat there and continued watching Danny Glover discover what aliens were about. Yeah, I feel like we could also do a whole episode about things we weren't supposed to watch that we did watch. Um, so maybe that's something we'll come back to. That is something to think about. But I another scene of like the same high school party probably was <laughs> Drew Barrymore cooking popcorn in front of Scream. Oh. And that scene has stayed with me today. If I make popcorn, I'm like... I hope my phone doesn't ring. <laughs> That's amazing. And so we will, we'll get into like a, a bigger discussion because I'm excited to hear about some of your favorite films from childhood. But, Jared, do you have anything like that, like a scene from a movie that has stuck with you your whole life? My whole life? Yeah. I My brother watched Ninja Turtles like 17,000 times. So there's like just snippets, like just sort of like angles of something uh, and like... I was thinking the other day that my brother is a huge pizza fan, so mm-hmm. I wonder if that molded that in, into him. Subconsciously. Yeah, and uh, a few, well, ugh, this is a long time ago now, but uh, when we were in school, to, living together, but outside of home, we watched Ninja Turtles again, because we were like, oh, this was, you know, and like you realize like Corey Feldman's in there, and all these other, you know, things you necessarily didn't know about <laughs> and you're like I don't I don't like we subjected our parents to this he did it was his fault he was the older one and uh yeah no he uh, like my mom talks to this day my grandma talks to this day my dad talks to this day about how we just had to watch ninja turtles again and again and I I guarantee they regretted buying that tape <laughs> There is no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Apparently that was that was Dumbo. My mom said, like, I have seen that movie a thousand times. And I think I was that kid who, like, watches things over and over again because we were, our house was broken into when I was probably five. And I had a very revered cassette tape of The Wizard of Oz, mm. which is one of my other favorite films. I've just been a gay icon from day one. <laughs> it, was a, it was a VHS, sorry, is what I meant to say. That we had recorded from YTV. Um, Don't tell anyone. Oops, we're on the radio. Um, And so we were broken into, and my first reaction was to run to the VCR to see whether my recorded Wizard of Oz tape had been taken. And... Wasn't Spoiler it? alert, it had. Whoa. What? They even ejected it was your in, It was in the VCR. <laughs> and they took it and oh. I was <laughs> devastated. Needless to say, that was listed on the... They were after the family, you know, priceless items. That's what those yes, seats wanted. Yes, it was didn't want for pure devastation. Per- pearls. They wanted a VCR with your heart in it. Yeah. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> uh. My parents also probably know The Little Mermaid. Like, front to back, because I would watch it, rewind it, watch it, rewind it. Um, and there's, like, scenes that obviously will, like, the part where um, Icon Ursula, mm-hmm. who's the real hero of the film, mm-hmm. she just, like, turns herself, well, she can transform herself, which is awesome because, so she's, like, a big, like, big boobs, short white hair, mm-hmm. purple skin, and she, but she also has the, like, the ability to turn herself into a beautiful bride, uh, a la Vanessa, which she tries to trick Prince Eric into marrying her. It almost works. Yeah. Um, and she can, but that means that she likes the form that she's in, 
So she just keeps going back to it. I know. Um, but then later she turns into a huge monster of herself, and it is a very scary scene. Yeah, I think I that's another one that I think like will stick with me forever. Some of the some of those really intense moments from The Little Mermaid. And when Prince Eric <laughs> just like whips his his uh, <laughs> his ship around <laughs> and just plunges it in her. Whip it around, Eric. Family radio hour. Whip it around. Yeah. Whipping that ship around. <laughs> you guys, this is not metaphors. Uh, Our ship. Okay, so I want you both to tell me. I'm. I can't wait to hear. What are some of your favorite childhood movies, other than what we've already discussed? Okay, Sean. so I was thinking. Um, I don't really do John Hughes that much because he some of his stuff is crazy. Um, like Weird Science is actually bonkers. Oh, I love um, that movie. It's great. Yeah, we could. Yeah, oh, we can honestly. We'll probably do a John Hughes. We'll probably will. I have a lot of feelings. Um, but Home Alone one and two are such great comfort films for me. Um, like I'll watch it probably every Christmas and maybe more often, or like if I'm sick. I love probably I like number two better because they leave like boring Chicago <laughs> to a, like a destination, and um, and that film is just itself full of Oscar winners. It has like Joe Pesci, it has Brenda Fruchter as a bird lady, and it has just like Tim Curry, Rob Schneider, Donald Trump, Donald in there, yeah, Oof, number forty-five himself, ooh, um, Oof. and Catherine O'Hara is just. Also underutilized, yeah. Um, especially in the second one, they should they should make a spinoff, which is just a movie about her trying to get back with and John should, Candy. Yeah, and she should just play herself, yeah. like like you know, like they can make up and CGI that, and then I would I'd watch that where it cuts to Kevin. I would lo- I would watch that <laughs> if too. If they just did the Home Alone today with like modern day Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Modern day Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> Modern day Joe Pesci. Kieran Culkin. <laughs> pop bag. I have a Her theory. just rolling her eyes every time he talks about his, like, cover band. <laughs> pizza cover band. <laughs> I was just about to say his cover band. I actually have a theory that um, John Candy in the first Home Alone movie is actually the same character that John Candy plays in Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Mm-hmm. That it's a little... They actually exist in the same universe. Which, oh man, which one happened first? Is tra- the train? I don't know. Is oh. the trains, planes, automobiles? Can't John Candy a musician? Mm, yes. Okay. He certainly looks like he could be. Exactly. <laughs> this is clearly well, a think, very well-founded and supported theory. I'm almost a thousand percent sure he sells shower curtain rings. He but does. That's the same thing. Yeah, I just think, I just, I just think so. <laughs> John Candy doesn't have a huge range. Okay. Uh, the late great John Candy. R.I.P. May he rest in yeah. peace and power. <laughs> was a talented actor who could fulfill many roles. Yes, Dynamics is what I think of when I think of John Candy. Well, anyway, any anything else about Home Alone to add? Um, just that they, especially number two, I feel like really got into marketing. Like they were fully like. Coca-Cola, like the plaza. And they also invented a thing called um, Talk Boy. I had one of those. I had one of those, too. They were awesome. Uh, I thought I could use it for tricks, like, you know, like she does. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hotel rooms. Wait, what is it? It's like you record yourself talking, and then you can play it back in, like, a slower voice, so it sounds like you're (gasps) an adult. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. like, faster. It was the future in the palm of my hand. 
But literally. But Kevin McAllister was like an editing genius, so Mm -hmm. that's how he could like figure it out in these situations. I can never do that. Um, There was also a top girl. Oh, it was, was it pink? It was metallic pink, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you could, like, know. do a business but, lady voice? But it did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> a business lady. Yeah, secretary, because that's all you got to be in the 80s. Was, it, was that a film from the 80s? Um, <laughs> I feel like it was that. <laughs> I just don't know anything that happened before well, I was born. Well, actually, no, you have blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> blacked out the childhood. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be sure um, what happened when. Oh, just as a quick interstitial... Since we're about halfway through our first half, I'd just like everyone to know that they're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Oh, well, well we? done, lady host. Wow. Well done. Yes, thank you. Um, I feel like Home Alone 2 also has a bit of a trippy middle sequence where he is in Central Park and he just starts encountering the most insane, scary people. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, brat, like. Uh, I don't know, create scary cab drivers and like prowling prostitutes and just like, and I don't know, it's really insane. It makes me very scared to go to a city. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those moments that I love in, in movies about kids where you're obviously getting it from the kid's point of view. Like you're obviously experiencing it in this like heightened way that he's experiencing it. That toy it. store seems so magical. Right, like, exactly. Like literally magical. When you watch it, you're like, oh my, does this old man have powers? But well, that's who what needs I think. a life-size gingerbread house or whatever um, he was selling? <laughs> for yourself. He was hawking so much, like, junk. No offense, <laughs> Mr. What's-His-Face. Also, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> Sir. Sir. I forget his name. Whoever. Okay, Jeremy, hit me with some of your childhood faves. Okay, this is, this is a bit of a story here. Uh, it's about a tape. Now, this is a tape of legend, and what I'm about to tell you is completely true. So sometime, I assume in the 80s, could have been the 90s, I don't actually know. <laughs> the story of legend lost. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. my, my grandfather purchased a VCR. Now, when my grandfather did stuff, he would use whatever he bought as much as he could, and then he'd kind of find out it's useless. But he would record just himself watching TV, and then... You, you'd watch it later? I don't know. He's the original YouTuber. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, Blogging. Anyway, there were five grandkids. I'm one of five grandkids. And I found this tape. Anyway, the start of the tape had the last half of Total Recall on it. Oh. And then there was a short interlude. This all had commercials, by the way. Everything was commercial. Yeah, I don't sure. know how long this tape was. And then it went into Heartbreak Ridge, starring Clint Eastwood. Uh, it was about... Gunny Highway, who gets all these Marines in shape here. Um, And then halfway through Heartbreak Ridge, as was done at the time on City TV, they played a half hour of Nadine, which is a, uh, I don't know, a sleuth detective movie with Kim Basinger and Jeff Bridges. And then it went back to Heartbreak Ridge. Now, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but a single tape cannot accommodate all of the stuff I've just mentioned. No. So the first half of Total Recall was on another tape, which was like had some mindless flicking around on the TV until he arrived at Total Recall. And you, 
the last, not half, he missed quite a bit of Heartbreak Ridge because he had to find another tape. But um, <laughs> the end of Heartbreak Ridge, which, by the way, until I was 20, I didn't even know they went to Grenada. I had no, I thought it was just a training exercise or something. I don't know if you guys have seen it. No. Nope. I had no clue. <laughs> not even a trailer. Grenada. Anyway, uh, so it's like the last 10 minutes of Heartbreak Ridge where they sort of overcome their their demons in battle and then, you know, sail off into the sunset like Marines do. However, the tape, the middle chunk of the tape, I watched 90 times, probably more. I have no idea. We would get to my grandparents' house, mm -hmm. and I would watch the tape, and then it would end, and I would rewind it and rewatch it again. So just so everyone's clear, it started when Arnold got to Mars. <laughs> like, that's, that's the start of this tape. And uh, I skipped over Nadine a lot. But sometimes, really? like, especially Honestly, when I was... Well, if it's the same episode. When yeah. I was, it was... That was a movie. It was like a half hour of a movie. Oh, that they were I showing the next... It's totally... Anyway, the Nadine portion got really fuzzy because that was a VHS thing. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was older, I'd just let it play. And it was just this horrible, horrible recording. Anyway, that is the dominant movie of my childhood. Aside from, you know, my brother watching Ninja, Ninja Turtles, I watched this this tape... That was Total Recall, Heartbreak Ridge, Nadine, and then the last bit of Heartbreak Ridge. You essentially mm -hmm. watched a like curated mixtape. That's, that's my grandpa made grandpa. a video mixtape. That's what he did. Your grandpa's a, like a visionary. Yeah, and when I asked him about it, like you know, he said like that's just a thing we did. You know, you just record it for later. And you can watch <laughs> it later. That's such a good answer. Gampy Laguie still around? Oh, it's it's it was it was my maternal. And no, he was not. He uh, passed a few years uh, ago. He's visionary. Yeah, no. Who knows what he could do today with the YouTubes and whatnot. I, 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 I had a tip like that, too, yeah. with, like, um, A League of Our Own. <laughs> where I, like, I watched the first part, like, the first three quarters a million times, and it was awesome. But then, the like, the last final baseball game... I saw probably twice in my life, and I'm like, <laughs> Kit does something crazy, and I kind of forget what happened. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about, like, favorite movies from a thousand years ago from your childhood is that the, like, pieces that you remember for some reason and the pieces of the plot that are just, like, gone to you, like, I just find that so fascinating. Like, the climax of the film, I don't remember happens, <laughs> but I do know that Gina can drop into the splits and catch <laughs> a foul ball. I've, I've never actually watched Nadine. I've never, I don't even really know. I think we should. I think all three of us should. We'll watch it and then talk about the Nadine episode. Yeah. Like, yeah, this movie was terrible. No wonder they had to insert <laughs> into other movies on City TV. Maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't get its own episode, but I do think we should watch it. Insane that they would squeeze in a quick half hour of a different film oh my, it was, to try to tease you. It's mind blowing yeah. now that I think about it. But it, it was it was like it was totally like tune in tomorrow night for Nadine, and mm. then they it might not have been a half hour. It was like, but uh, yeah, just like a quick snippet. What else are we gonna do? It was, no, it was it was it was way too, it was at least fifteen minutes long. Tw I'm gonna say twenty minutes for sure. It was ridiculous. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> Um, I did a bit of a double feature last night, as apparently I want to do the night before a show. Yeah. Um, I just get so I get excited about movies, and I was I was having all these like I was trying to think about movies that I loved as a kid, and I was I was having all these feelings about it, and I, I kind of wanted to you know be able to like evaluate what you know what do I still feel about some of these movies. So the other movie I watched last night. I'm like I'm putting my hands to my heart right now for the You're listeners because I'm <laughs> I'm clutching my pearls because I'm feeling a lot of things. Guys, I watched Babe last night. Oh, uh, 
That's which is good uh, pig. Or wait, that's <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> what a, another pig. Different film. pig film. Okay, okay Sean. Hoggett. Hoggett. Oh. And it is, A, a lot darker than I remembered, which I think is a theme between that and Dumbo. Like, there's some very interesting, like, <laughs> patterns that emerge. But about, like, the animals. Time for animals. Is that <laughs> what we're talking <laughs> it was, about? But also, like, really cute, like, a lot of just really cute animal stuff, but also quite dark and, like, things that I definitely wouldn't have picked up on <laughs> as a small child. Like, a big portion of that film is about they not understanding that, uh, that human beings will eat him and want to eat him and that that's what he's for. And then, of course, the cat, a house cat, is the one that oh. tells him oh, as some emotional sabotage. Who like, voices oh, that cat? I wish I could know. Actually, you know who I think it might be? I think it might be. And Sally I'll confirm this at the right. I wish it was Sally Field. I think it's the actress, the British actress who plays Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> I don't know her name off the top of my head, but it might be her or mm-hmm. it's someone doing that voice. Um, that's, so, that's a great guess. But I just, uh, yeah, just, I guess, like, a film about people underestimating an animal is apparently, like, <laughs> what I was into as a kid and informed a lot of my sensibilities. I think about, like, fairness and prejudice and, man, it's animal just farm. a little baby <laughs> There's some animal farm elements, actually, to that film, I would say. Um, why do I remember Farmer Hoggett doing, a like, a ballet dance he does a in jig. a living room? He does a jig. Okay, babe. This is I a little... I, I don't know. I don't even know if I... I might have just watched... Oh, it's out of character. Because it is, is he not, like, depressed or something? No, I he feel is, like... Mrs. Like, Hoggett is always like, are you okay? Honestly, I loved their dynamic watching this as an adult. They have quite a nice marriage, I would say. It's like, you know, she, like, never stops talking and is very... Uh, she's, like, busy and, and she, like... But she, like, takes care of him and he's very soft-hearted internally, but doesn't want to admit it because he's a deeply masculine farmer, um, <laughs> is essentially what happens. But Babe teaches him to love. He basically, like, understands his capacity for love with this little baby piglet. So what happens is that the cat scratches Babe because Farmer Hoggett brings Babe inside, and the cat's not happy about that. No. And he's, like, trying to make Babe feel better, so he starts singing to him and then does this great little jig. And it's just like, honestly, I'm getting emotional <laughs> talking about it. Because it's this beautiful moment in the movie where you see that he's, like, expressing himself emotionally for this little pig. And the music, like, swells. And it's, it's great. I would encourage everyone to find that on YouTube if they need a little boost in their Wednesday. Like Farmer Hoggett jigs. Farmer Hoggett sings and jigs. <laughs> For babe. For babe. Oh. That might come up with different search results. <laughs> I hope for everyone's sake that it does not. Safe, safe search on, folks. Safe exactly. search on. Yeah, turn that safe search on, families. Well, maybe we should just take this time for a little break. Yeah. Okay. And we'll come on back. Yeah, we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with more movie nostalgia chat and fond film memories. You're listening to Spoiler Alert. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Zana, and you're listening to 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Welcome back. Oof. You're listening to Spoiler Alert. I'm Sonia. I'm Sean. I'm Jeremy. 
and before we get back to our discussion about movies we loved as kids, nostalgic and warm as it is, uh, we're going to do a quick little segment we call What You Watching? I didn't so know boys. they were doing air horns, guys. I would have jumped in there. <laughs> That's it. That was an ad lib. If we had, like, a sound effect. We're working on that. I know. I would, as, ideally, as, one day we'll have a soundboard. As tech wizard, this is already quite overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Sean is running the boards this week for our second episode, and he's killing it. Uh, people that know me know that I know my way around a board. <laughs> I don't know. Which means I actually You don't. jump chip on that. Like I don't know if he means like loves Robert's rules or like a piece of board. I actually don't know my uh, way around that board. Okay, so boys, what you watching? Last night I watched Mute on Netflix and I wish that I hadn't. Rousing <laughs> <laughs> endorsement. Ooh, what is mute? It? Oh, it's like wait. a new Netflix. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try not to spoil as much as I can. But you like it's. Uh, what's the guy's name? Skarsgård, the tall drink of water. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, it's that guy. And uh, Paul Rudd's in there. Oh. And uh, you know, it's like this weird futury thing in Germany where there's a club and ladies of the night and other things and a girl goes missing and you should have turned it off already because good oh god no it is not not don't avoid just avoid watch just watch ultra carbon instead i know it's tv show Uh but uh two two thumbs down i don't know i I I I wasn't sure what direction you were going to say i was trying to think up of something clever i thought you were going to talk about or is there um like an emily blunt like scary movie where they can't speak right now? Yeah, I think so, yeah. That oh. looks much better. I thought maybe it was that. I no. was like, that looks pretty intense. I do like Emily Plant. Yeah, it's with her with her husband. Real life beau. Yeah. Uh, office. Someone cute. Jim, Jim Helping. Oh, Jim. John Krasinski. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jim Helping, Oh, yeah. they're so cute together, you guys. Well, we're about to. They're not cute when they're oh. being dead silent. <laughs> well, we don't know that. <laughs> that better be the name have you watched movie. it? No, I haven't. <laughs> I don't even think it's Have you yet. watched the trailer? <laughs> I barely watched the trailer. Oh. You know I speak without seeing anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you for it. Sean, what you watching? So I finally, speaking of scary movies, I finally broke down uh, and watched Get Out uh, <laughs> with a um, friend of the show, Christy Zosman. Um, at Christy Wawasam on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't realize we were doing Instagram plug <laughs> for all our friends. Um, and so, yeah, uh, as I've said before, I'm really terrible at scary movies, so I was putting this off for so long, and it's been out for, like, a year. Know, yeah. And everyone I know is like, why aren't you watching this? And then, so I'm like, fine. I finally buckled down and did it. Um, and it is really, it is really good, but also everyone that said it wasn't scary was lying because it actually is quite scary and very yeah. eerie. Um, Racism is scary. That's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> that, that was very frightening, but also just <laughs> jump, like a jump. Yeah. You know, there was like, a couple jumps. Yeah. Just like a woman walking in the background, but then a vi- like a screech of violins mm-hmm. to let me know. Yeah. The mu- the score to that movie to me is like what what made it in lots of ways. Like just those tense tense moments and the music's telling you that it's time to be tense. I, yeah. I thought it was really clever. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of horror movies aren't clever. Yeah. And some on purpose, which is fine. But like that one, maybe it's more suspenseful than scary. Yeah. Is that but, like a yeah. But also scary. Um. Yeah. I think that I'm. 
it probably won't win Best Picture, but I think it does have. Um, it could win original screenplay because it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daniel Kaluuya is. Oh. He gives the best faces. He gives when he's just like faces. when he's listening to people say stupid stuff. <laughs> all, the, all the white nonsense. Yeah, I mean, he's at that like horrible garden party. Give, give and me some reactions. Just giving the best reactions ever. Yeah. Um, and also. I didn't understand. Remember that meme where people were like just running at people full tilt? Yeah. And then just like <laughs> moving at the last minute? I just got it now. But I, I also don't understand why that character did that just to show off that their bonds so are like so yeah, he's awesome. so excited about his physical prowess. It was, that was alarming. Oh, I, and also something shocking. Yeah. This is really disturbing. Is uh-huh. every character used Bing as their chosen search engine? <laughs> <laughs> that and is that troubling. That's a weird world. That's how you That's get another 50000 added to the budget right there. <laughs> uh, you do what you can. Movie you do magic. what you can. Movie magic. Do you guys, do you guys want to know what I'm watching? Yes. Yeah. Other than... <laughs> is, it a, is it a film? Does <laughs> it involve animals? I think. Um, okay, so here's the thing. The two most recent movies I watched... Uh, children's movies about mm-hmm. animals but what i would like to talk about that i've been watching is a really excellent series so i know i'm deviating a little bit here talking about okay TV. this isn't the audience Sonia. um listen <laughs> i have diverse interests this is a different show i refuse to be pigeonholed <laughs> i love television and sometimes it's easier to watch than a whole movie mm-hmm. uh it is a wonderful series. I don't know that any of you, either of you have seen it, called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh. Don't let the title scare you. It sounds like it's one thing, and it sounds like it won't be good. <laughs> but in actuality, it is so, so good. It's uh, this amazing, the, the creator of the show is this amazing woman named Rachel Bloom, who is, uh, kind of has a like musical theater background, made all these great like parody videos on YouTube, which is, again, like doesn't sound like a great endorsement. But in her case, they're actually hilarious. And essentially, it, the whole show is about... Her as a stereotypical, like, quote-unquote crazy woman who's in love with this guy she went to summer camp with and is just, like, obsessed with him and leaves her high-powered job as a lawyer in New York to move back to this crappy California town to meet up with Josh Chan, her former camp love, because she runs into him on the street and decides they need to be together. And what's great about the show is it's musical, so there are all these, like, musical numbers, and it's Like, just, literally, like, singing and dancing. Yeah, yeah, like, there's musical numbers, which I don't know, Jer, that I, you're a I'll, musical theater I'm a, fan. I, I like music. Yeah. I like good musicals. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check out your show, but yeah, only in 90-minute <laughs> increments. I think I'll you should check, check it out. Show. It's like it's it's really good. Like this, the songs are super super funny. The all the characters are very like well-rounded and lovingly crafted. So it's like I just think it's a very original um, piece of TV that um, that I enjoy a lot. It makes me laugh and it feels kind of cozy and comfy. Are they giving you money to? <laughs> Newt is not giving us any money. No, there'll be nor no spoiler they. alert ads in the next in Newt too. Newt too, my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, and joke of the episode goes to <laughs> thank you so the much. The name of our episode. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, we don't get to name I our episode. I wish we could. I wish we could too. Um, okay, should we get back to our little discussion? Sure. Okay. 
I'm sorry, everyone. I regret Don't that. Apologize. I regretted that immediately. Own power. Okay. So, um, do you guys think that there's any relationship between some of those formative favorite films that you had? Ooh, that was good alliteration. Uh, and your current taste now. Do you think that they have any relationship? Dead silence. Maybe. I think mine are quite linked. Tell I, me more. Well, because <laughs> I remember um, uh, as I, you know, when I was talking about Little Mermaid, I would, there's like all these photos and just like embarrassing stories from my mother of me wearing it like fastening a t-shirt like the neckline of, <laughs> over my hairline and pretending it was long flowing hair behind me and That's I would so go to like cute. grocery stores and stuff with this with this self-made wig on on t-shirt wig <laughs> on my t-shirt wig yeah. <laughs> so, oh I love baby Sean I, it's, he's a shog I don't know if I love I think he was probably a brat but, nah but in that way I still obviously love a costume and I love a wig that is very true. If there's one thing anyone knows about Sean, it's that he he loves a wig. Um, yeah, because Ursula does do a lot of drag sensibilities. Oh yeah, she's, she's a, she's a she, full drag queen. Yeah, she's, she's a drag fashioned queen. after divine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she is one. For those of you who don't know, and like, if you don't, shame on you. Shame. <laughs> that was too vehement. But uh, yeah, she's very much divine. I like the Incarnate. idea that we'll never know the real Ursula. Right. Right. Like it's it's just this this sort of you know, incredible, like, figure that's been... It's like mm-hmm. RuPaul. Like, RuPaul is a badass. Mm-hmm. There's there's no there's no denying it. When you watch RuPaul, my child, who is, like, nine months old, mm-hmm. freaks out at RuPaul just walking. Because RuPaul is a god. Yeah, it's that's essentially... And no human can do this, but if you craft yourself into one, I think you can. Yeah, I agree. I'm so, inclined to agree with you. Jer, any thoughts? I think that's a good connection. I think my connection to my old movies is uh, mirrored more like uh, Frodo's journey to Mount Doom, (laughs) where things start off one way and then it goes into these weird tangents, and then eventually we get to where we are now, which is the proverbial, you know, Mount Doom. But uh, Mount Jair. Mount Jair. Wow. Wow, Mount Jair. I got a little Frodo in me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why are we having an R-rated episode? We're sorry. We can't help that. I'm, We're not allowed to swear, so it's just coming out in other I'm ways. A, a, a tiny metaphorical uh, journeyer looking for different films who, like, oh, you you know, and, like, it's it's offset by anything. Like, oh, I didn't know Danny DeVito was in this, and then I'm gone. Like, that's it. You know, I'm just that. I'm just off researching some other weird movie, reading about it on Wikipedia, deciding if it's for me. So the pattern is, you're still a nerd, and you started off yeah, nerd. Yeah, no, I've just gone deeper into the, right? <laughs> Nerddom. Yeah. I have Mordor still follows you. Oof, God. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. That's not right. That's not Sauron. What? What's, oh. Mordor's the, wait. Mordor's the place Sauron's guy. Sauron's the guy. Jeez, sort of. Sean. What? Come on. Wait. Being. All right. It's his big eye. Oh, it's his big eye. <laughs> He's watching. Sometimes wouldn't you just prefer to be the big eye? Yeah. I mean, come on. Definitely. But what about you? Um, I think, okay, so again, like, Justice, 
animals. <laughs> prejudice. Still love all of those things. Don't love prejudice. <laughs> right. love, I've love heard that about you. Movies about them. Um, I feel that I should just make it clear that I know that the crows in Dumbo are super racist, and oh, I'm not okay with that. That they're crows. They're but they're like full. Like I texted my mom. I was like, Mom, these crows are like very racist. She was like, Yeah, they're the animated equivalent of blackface. And I was like, Yep, she's right. So, yeah, th- that's not great. But Is one of them named Jim Crow? Does yeah. Make <laughs> okay. no, one of them like, named I Jim. I, I think. I actually, I shouldn't confirm that that's true if it's not, but I think you're right. Listeners, don't take offense. Beware. Beware. Do not Beware. take offense. But in watching Babe last night, I had many revelations, but one of them was that it's very, like, stylized. Like, it's sort of told in chapters because it's based on a book. Mm-hmm. And um, they, like, announce every... There's, like, these three little mice who announce every chapter. Oh, yeah. But, like, even just the... Like, it's very atmospheric at times. Like, when Babe realizes that humans eat animals... It's like this, like the the lighting is drastically different. There's like this really intense um, score in the background. Like it's just, it's a very stylized film and there were some very specific choices made. And like there were moments of it that honestly felt almost Wes Anderson-esque to me. Oh, really? Like that stylized. And, I, and that's something that like will get me every time. And like I'm, I am a real tweet. Yes, I am a sucker for a twee sensibility. Okay. And uh, and I think that's something that has carried forward from from being a youth. Do you do you think there's something in there that like keeps it, I don't know, better or like because it's not a CGI pig, Mm -mm. right? We didn't do that. We didn't have that possibility. Do you think that if it was not like you know the CGI of the time would have been really bad, but do you think that adds like like you know you're seeing a real pig that they probably had to scare to get the, to do that like yeah. which is like you know I don't feel great about that yeah right at like times, that's the, but it is it has that sense of as like, far as pig actors go yeah. that method is oh, hell pigs are smart yeah maybe he just learned it pigs are smart that's it's true. true um did he move his mouth yeah they like they did animate it I think so mm. that. Or is animated the right Maybe, word, I, don't know. I guess. Like, manipulate the footage. <laughs> 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 to make... But, and then I think at times... Because you can't just put peanut butter in no, a pig. <laughs> and at times, I think they actually use puppets, too. Like, there, I noticed with the dogs, there is a whole family of sheepdogs. That's just like... I, honestly, that alone could get me into a movie. Um... But there are moments where I was like, that's not a real dog. Like, that is almost certainly a puppet. <laughs> a plush dog. And I can't figure out why. Like, th- I don't know. Anyway. You can only afford four other. dogs, right? It's a bit of a Yoda situation <laughs> <laughs> where you're like, that's the puppet. Um, Did you delve yeah. into Babe 2, Pig in the City? <laughs> Listen, oh. I didn't have time. <laughs> but I have seen that movie at least thrice. Uh, <laughs> Tune in next week. Because <laughs> Farmer Hoggett does not make an appearance, right? He does not. And I would say that's a great drawback. Detriment. Because he <laughs> is he is iconic. Yeah. I would say. Yes. Did he die? No. Mm, I'm sure. Maybe by now. That movie was made in like 1995. I think he's still alive. Mm, let's not look. He probably <laughs> was going to get a better job. Alive in our hearts. Yeah. And minds. I'm not sure. And maybe life. Um, okay, I have another question for you, boys, unless you have any more thoughts on my previous question. What, how do you feel about going back and revisiting things that you used to love? Um, do you think that we, like, put 
some pressure on things that we used to love when we do that? Do we think that we, like, make a mistake when we ha- ask this question of, like, whether something holds up? When I when I phrase this question, I'm specifically thinking of Full House. I, I think it's Just like, so you know. I think it's a don't meet your hero situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, if you can if you can leave it, there are scenes you will see if you go back. And some things there's, you know, there isn't. Like, Star Wars is, I think, still amazing and always will be. But, like, like I said earlier, Ninja Turtles was, like... You know, there's some reality there that just draws it out. And then, you know, the shame for your parents, <laughs> your poor, poor parents who just had to watch this again and again, or at least hear it. But um, I don't know. I kind of, I've, I'm kind of of the mind that you can, you know, bury it and walk away. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can just sort of have it with you in, in you and then it'll, you know, then it won't be wrecked. Ninja yeah. Turtles is like destroyed for me now. Yeah. Like the the film, the film. The whole franchise. Not the yeah. animals. Yeah, the new ones are oh, even yeah. worse. Back to animals. Darn <laughs> it. Uh, I have a little something. Uh-huh. Um, so my grandma used to have a huge compilation tape of Mr. Bean episodes. Amazing. <laughs> <First> <laughs> like, as grandchildren, we would watch, like, many hours of Mr. Bean episodes. And I always was like, like, this British mime is, like, peak of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is. He's like, this is never going to be funnier. Yeah, he's iconic. He does so many great things. Sticks his head in a turkey. Um, but then, like, in watching later, especially, like, I didn't, not even talking about the film, which was Did actually... Holiday? Or the one where he, like, destroys Whistler's mother. Yeah. Oh, or no, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a few. And oh, there's that one more. Just called Bean or something. I think there's yeah. one that's just called Bean. He drops yeah. Mister. Um, and there's also like a. <laughs> Senior. Like, there's a tragic cartoon too. Yep. Yes. That I remember watching, and that was real bad. It ain't good. Yeah, but um, just uh, original. He like when I've seen it passed, I'm like, oh, this person is like, not only like an sort of a childlike alien, which is what I thought was fun when I was a kid, but he's also, like, very disruptive, very, like, malevolent, mm-hmm. and, like, petty, <laughs> and he's a very, he's not a nice man. But I, that's part of what I love about him. That's, it's very childish. But he somehow yes. keeps a girlfriend. Right, that is a mystery. Just, um, just Teddy. I looked up her name, um, her character is named Irma Gob. <laughs> Irma Gerd! <laughs> very close to a drag queen, yeah, Irma Gerd. Um, and like, he always victimizes that three-wheeled car. Yeah. Um, he's so a, many keys, God. So you're saying that you regret? I'm just saying, oh, yeah. I don't know if I should idolize this man because... Right. He is full of rage. <laughs> Although a joke I still remember is him going to a club, like a dance club, and it being named Club Foot. <laughs> like, that's I think just of that every really good writing. Is that, is that like like British rage though? Is that what it is? Like he's internalizing yeah. all of that British politeness into that character, he's just, like, so he can just like yeah. smugly cut off a small three wheeled car. Do you remember when he shot a light bulb? Yes. <laughs> that's how he puts the lights out, yeah. yeah. Every night. He's the he's the antennae for British people's rage. Yeah. You know, to take up arms against your own light bulb. And <laughs> when just he, for ease. When he wakes up he destroys his alarm clocks every day. Right. He puts them in water. He is a very destructive He must cost him so much money repairing his own rage. <laughs> but if he could just get therapy, but he, I was gonna say but he can't open therapy. up and speak. You know, he, he really can. keeps it bottled up. He cannot. Did, did you guys see the one where he takes the, the teddy bear to the dog show? 
Yeah. And, like, does amazing. Yeah. Because he, like, figures, he breaks it, basically. That's the thing is, I would I would love us to do an episode <laughs> where we just recount our favorite <laughs> Mr. Bean <laughs> bits. Because my favorite is when he goes to the beach and he's getting changed. Oh, but there's another man there. Incredible. And he's so ashamed to change in front of him. And then the man is... Blind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he goes through this whole convoluted, like, trying to get changed under his clothes, and the man can't even see him. Oh, what a time. <laughs> the, the fact the fact that he was able to do what he did with the garments yeah. is in itself a talent that exactly. no human should ever be able to have. Ron Atkinson is a genius, except... <laughs> Are you about to say except in Rat Race? Except in Rat Race. I was about to say especially when, in Rat Race. In speaking roles, he... Like, he was in, um, what's that holiday? Love Actually? Yeah. I was also mm-hmm. about to say that. We're like, so He's, like, fine, but it's, like, it's not as good. It, but you that's you like, need that mystery. He's got to keep that mouth closed. Yeah. I, I, sorry. Someone just sneezed in the studio. <laughs> shocked. And we all started giggling. And we're shocked. Um, we're professionals. Yeah. Uh, no just no. as a quick aside, I would say that Rowan Atkinson is a much-needed comic relief in the middle of a very tense storyline in Love Actually. So I'll thank you not to sully his name. He just could have not said anything. True. They could have just brought Mr. Bean right in there. You're right. Mm -hmm. Also, you guys, I just remembered that there is another childhood film that I watched (laughs) this weekend specifically for the show. (laughs) I have a problem. Uh, And completely forgot to talk about uh, The Iron Giant, anyone? Oh, Vin Diesel. Oh, sorry, The Iron Giant. Margaret Thatcher. (laughs) (laughs) We can't go down the Thatcher Road again. Um, No, that movie is amazing. And honestly, I'm so glad to have watched it as an adult. Because there's Mm. this whole, the whole, like, background of that movie is the Red Scare and, like, the threat of nuclear war. And there's all of this complicated stuff that actually I think the movie does super, super well. Oh, yeah. That I absolutely had no (laughs) idea was going on as a child. And it's, like, very overt. There's a whole scene where they practice like going under their desks and stuff. Oh. I think I didn't watch, like, I think I watched it, like, 16 plus. Like, I, yeah. I, did, I did not see it as a child. I watched that movie probably, like, my brother loved that movie. And there's actually this really cute moment where um, he does a cannonball and the little boy goes, this one's for professionals only. <laughs> and my little brother, the cutest, now 22-year-old, would say that. Every time he jumped in a body of water. And so I just have very sweet feelings about that. Does he still do it? He probably should. I don't know. Bjorn, next time we go swimming, I want to hear that line. Um, So, yeah. The Iron Honestly, the only thing I remember that is Jennifer Aniston plays the mom. Which I, again, had no idea. And she's pretty good. Oh, I'm I don't give her a lot to do. No, to well. <laughs> she can um, talk. Yeah, she yeah, talks, she though. Can, she's, she's a talker. She can sell yeah. the water. And she's like a hardworking single mom. Yeah, and like, good for her. You know, yeah. I am giant Jennifer it, Honestly, it's great, and I would encourage anyone out there looking for something to do <laughs> to give it a watch. And just think about, you know, that time in our collective history and, you know, what <laughs> what the Cold War was like. And what the giant could have done for us. Yeah, he was, just, he was he, such a sweet Does he, giant. like, does he block a missile or something? Yeah, he, <laughs> spoiler alert. I'm sorry. Well, he saves everyone. everyone. Yeah. Okay. It's a true story. Because, oh, it is. It's a true story. <laughs> I had no idea. An incredible. Oh, and I just love it because when he gets. When she is swooning right now, everybody. Swooning. She is. I didn't realize I would get so excited about this. <laughs> um, whenever he, like, falls apart or, like, gets blown apart or anything, all of his little body parts, like, start to go find each other oh. and they go, like, beep. 
and then and then there's a spoiler alert at the end the last thing you see is like him coming back together oh that is actually a magical part oh it's mm-hmm. magical I, I just got goosebumps talking <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah the iron giant okay i would like in the last five and a half minutes of the show yeah. for you to both tell me one more movie that you loved as a kid and why um, Jeremy first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a huge fan of uh, Star Wars, uh-huh. and uh, I remember because I was—I think I was four, maybe—and uh, it was Christmas morning. And I—I I don't know if this story is true or not. I just think it is. But uh, it was very early, and my parents didn't want to get up that early, so my dad just gave me all three Star Wars to watch. Genius. And uh, I'm pretty sure I watched all of it straight through, and blown away. What a roller blown coaster! Away. Way too young for that kind of stuff, but, right, uh, but still, just right into my into my mind, right in there. And now I like I have su- such a fondness for even the like new ones. I'm like, yeah, it's okay, even though it might be bad. Mm-hmm. That's that's I like, how far just, I go. Just to think, put it on the record, I liked the new one. Don't you like when Princess Leia is ejected from the ship <laughs> and then? Somehow hurdles across space and knocks at the door of her own spaceship. TBH, yes. I know that every fanboy in the history of the Earth is mad about that. I I don't think people are mad about it, but my my theater was aghast. I I think think that was the intent. I think Ryan Johnson made us all aghast, and that was what he wanted. I, I... I kind of called it, maybe, to my friend Chris a couple weeks before. Oh my gosh, she's coming alive. We're yeah, going to fact check that. It's going to happen, yeah. We're going to fact check that with Chris. Chris, okay. Chris. add us and see if we can see it. Do at us. <laughs> do at. at. At Chris, confirm at, spoiler alert. Please. End of adding. Sean? Mm-hmm. It's your turn. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want one more out of you. So, sorry. Um, so I was thinking, this is probably one that I'll bring up, like, around Halloween because it's a, my fave Halloween movie and it's Hocus Pocus. I was oh, so nice. hoping you'd say that. It's the best. So good. Yeah. That was one of my like honorable mentions. Yeah. That's how you get young boys into Bette Midler. Oh. Um, I, maybe have, uh, Jeremy. <laughs> I maybe have too much exposure. Early exposure to Bette Certain Midler. kinds of young boys are... I was, I was into it. Bette I was super Midler. into it. And like Cassie and Jimmy's a genius. And also, oh, yeah. oh Cassie and Jimmy in Sister Act also is... A classic so of mine. Good. Oh my God, Sister Act is a movie I watched so many times as a child, <laughs> and I just remembered when it's you the said best. that. Sometimes I will watch that finale again. Oh, I'll be like, this is, well, that one is Sister Act two. I've never seen it, you guys. Oh my God, <laughs> there's a falsetto in Sister Act two that will blow your mind off. I'll Google. It I can hear it in my head right yeah. now. If I thought I could hit that note, y'all better believe I'm I trying it. it. <laughs> I think that one time we should do. Oh, I forgot about our game. I think one time we should do an episode where we each pick a film that we know, like we'll do like a, you know, switch around. So oh. we each have like a secret Santa <laughs> and we each pick a, a film that we know the other hasn't seen and make them watch it. And then we discuss. Okay. Oh, Someone write that down. That All right, let's do this okay. Game. Time for a game. Okay. Uh, which we came up with last week yeah. on the fly. And, and, now, and, amazing. and now we're committing. So you each have like 30 seconds or 20 seconds to come up with the plot of this film. Okay. Now, we don't know what it is. Powder. Um, may I get a director? An yeah. actual director? May we have oh. the director, please? Uh, Victor Salva. Don't yeah. know it. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I can go first if you want. Please do. So, what comes to mind for me uh, could be two biopics. 
of either Susan Powder or Daniel Powder. <laughs> um, or so the next thing that comes to mind is a um, like a a wig fashioner, a wig maker in Victorian times, um, and maybe his life uh, finding the powder, <laughs> powdering wigs. Or it could also be um, like an athlete, a snowboarder. Um, <laughs> you know, trying to bet, go to the uh, Olympics. Okay. Get on that podium. Time. Yeah. You. Great. I think that it is a film about, sorry kids, cocaine. Excuse Smugglers who, listen, uh, have a large shipment in a warehouse, and there's sort of an accident of sorts, and the, all the packages are actually opened. Um, but then, <laughs> what kind of accident does that happen? There was a scissor accident, and um, and it's winter time, so there's a lot of snow on the ground, mm. and all of a sudden, because of the animating properties of the cocaine. <laughs> A snowman appears. Oh, I thought you were going to say a slow man of um, A ski hilled with right. that don't have a lot of people. In very short. Very this is the shortest. Uh, it's about a, and this is from Wikipedia, an albino young man who gets struck by lightning and it gives him magic powers. So I think I was wow. closer. <laughs> animating powers and all that. All right. It is time for us to wrap up here on Spoiler Alert. Uh, so thank you to my two brilliant co-hosts. Jeremy and Sean, and to all the folks at the station who make all of the wonderful shows on CJTR happen. Uh, we'd like to thank the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna. You can find more of their work at thegarys.bandcamp.com. You can follow us on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. We are live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and are rebroadcast Friday mornings at 9. Uh, our 